This morning, I want to reflect, if we can, on what has taken place this past year in our lives. And for many of us, you know, different things have taken place. You know, maybe we've experienced, you know, the, the highs and the lows. You know, maybe, maybe you've experienced uh, some great victories, amen, this past year. Maybe you've experienced some great loss this past year. I don't know what has taken place in your life, but God, God always, always wants you to know that he loves you and his plan for you is still in effect, amen. I know that God has a plan for your life. He's got a plan for you. He didn't create you by accident. He has a plan for you. And it is a, I'll tell you right now, it is a good and great plan that God has for your life right now. But in reflecting on this past year, I want to reflect this morning with the purpose of learning. Say that with me, learn. Amen. What we have learned this year uh, is going to benefit us greatly going into the next year. How many believe that? I titled this message this morning, What Have I Learned? Write that down, What Have I Learned? And I want you, after this message, to go home and to ask yourself that question. And I want you to answer that question. What have you learned this year? Because you've had 364 days thus far, right? Next year is leap year. You're going to have 366 days. An extra day, amen, to worship the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But you've had so many days, amen, of, of things that, that has taken place in your life. But out of all those days, ask yourself, what have I learned? I want to throw some numbers out this morning. In regards to our church services, if, you've, if you have attended our Sunday and midweek service throughout the year, you've heard 104 sermons. Not counting today, you've heard 104 sermons. That's a lot of sermons. That's a lot. Maybe you were working in ministry this year, and maybe you heard only half because you were serving, and thank God for you serving, amen. You're, you're exactly where God wants you to be. But if you were serving this year, and maybe you've heard half the sermons, that means you've heard 52 sermons this year. 52 and you think of those numbers, and when you hear it, I believe it hits us a little differently. That what you have heard throughout the year, because out of either 52 or 104 sermons, you had to have learned something. Amen? I pray that you have learned something. There has to be messages that stick with you throughout the year that you could think of right now where God impressed on your heart, you felt like God was speaking to you directly. That's for you to learn. That's God speaking into your life. And out of all those messages that we've heard throughout the year, we have to ask ourselves, what did I learn? What did I learn? See, you and I must be teachable. 
Someone once said this, to be reachable, just be teachable. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, the Bible says this. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us. I want you to say, God's word teaches me. That's exactly what God's word does in our lives. It says all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. If you want to, if you want to get things right in your life, you need the word of God. If you want to make better decisions for your life, you need to dig in to, the, to God's word. If you want wisdom, how many of you want wisdom in your life? Amen, every hand should be up in this place. You want wisdom, we need wisdom. If you have teenagers, you need wisdom, right? If you have young adults, you need wisdom. If you are married, you need wisdom. If you are single, you really need wisdom. Everyone needs wisdom here in this place, no matter, no matter what, what category you fall into. And we need God's word. Paul says God's word is inspired by God. It's from him. And if you are going to, if you are going to grow as God wants you to grow, then you need his word because it's going to expose the good things and it will expose the bad things. It says it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. In a world where right is called wrong and wrong is called right, thank God that his word remains true. Oh, man. If, you're, if, you, are a, if you are a Christ believer, amen, in this place, then you need to follow God's word because God's word is going to direct you in truth. If you are unsure what truth is these days, go to God's word. Go to his word. If you, if you were watching a social media post and it gets you confused, if you took a college course and now you don't know what to believe, go to God's word. Go to his word. You shouldn't be confused. Confusion is not from God. It's from the enemy. God wants to bring clarity, not confusion. He wants you to live with clarity this morning. I remember when my wife and I were in East Long Beach and there was this older gentleman. I remember seeing him grow in the Lord drastically. He began to read his Bible. He began to pray. He even began to help me in the, you know, leading the Bible studies. And I saw how this, this older gentleman who maybe... Most people will be set in their ways at this time in their lives. He continued to grow in the Lord. Why? Because he was teachable. Even at his age in his life, he remained teachable. Henry Ford once said this. He says, anyone who stops learning is old whether at 20 or 80. 
Anyone who keeps learning stays young. Mm. Oh, that's good. That is good. See, this is exactly what was taking place in this gentleman's life. Was that even though he was at an age, like I said, where most people would say, you know what, I've learned everything. How can this young person teach me anything? No, he had a different attitude and he said, you know what, I'm going to learn. I'm going to listen. Because, because I, don't, I don't know who this guy is, but I believe that God sent him. I believe God sent him to give me a word. I believe God sent him to, to, to better my life through the word of God. And he was able to retain and learn. I believe that having a teachable spirit is the most important element in success in life. Success in ministry, success in relationships. If you want success in all those things, be teachable. If you are teachable, you are changing. I want you to write that down. I am teachable if I am changing. Write that down. I am teachable if I am changing. See, in many ways, when it comes to humility, I mean, know that God wants us to be like children. Why? Because children are teachable. You may think otherwise if you have small kids, but they are teachable. You just have to be consistent, amen? You'll never, ever hear a kid or a small child say, I don't need to learn to walk. You'll never hear a small kid say that. Why? Because they're open to learning. They're like sponges, aren't they? They're, 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 just, they're just waiting, and they're, and they're watching you with eyes, with eyes peeled at what you are saying, at what you are doing, at what you are seeking to teach them. Why? Because they're waiting to learn. They're waiting to learn. They don't, they, I don't believe they really want to bother you. Some of you might think differently. <laughs> Believe me, we have two small kids, and we know very well about them always being around you. <laughs> but they want to learn. They're eager. They're hungry to learn. See, it doesn't matter how young or how old you are. You are never beyond the reach of knowledge. There is always something we can learn. Here are some questions that we need to ask ourselves to gauge our teachability. Let me ask these questions here and see where you fall. Am I open to other people's ideas? Do I listen more than I talk? Am I open to changing my opinion based on new information? Am I willing to ask for directions? That's for the men. How about this one? Am I willing to ask a question that will expose my ignorance? See, not knowing something isn't a bad thing. 
It's not asking the question because of pride that gets us into trouble. How about this one? Do I admit when I am wrong? Hmm. That's good. For all of you married people in this place, that one I'm sure hits home. How about this one? Do I act defensive when criticized? Or do I listen openly for truth? See, if you answered no to any of those questions, then you are just like the rest of us. Congratulations. (laughs) You have room to grow in the area of teachability. And each and every one of us needs to grow and has that area where we need to grow in our lives in being teachable. Each and every one of us. See, we could hear sermons like this and think, oh, you know, I have someone in mind. No, God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. We're going to get into this right now as far as eyes focused on yourself. See, I want to elaborate very quickly here on this thing of keeping an open mind um, because you and I need to keep an open mind as long as, as it does not conflict with the word of God. I'll leave it at that. As long as it does not conflict with God's word. You and I are to keep an open mind, amen? Today, you have a choice. Will I be teachable or unreachable? Will you humble yourself or will you allow pride to keep you from learning? You've had a whole year to learn a lot of new things, a whole year of messages that you've heard that God specifically wanted you to hear, to learn from. But what have you learned? If there's one book in the Bible that focuses on teachability, it's Proverbs. A book of wise sayings written by Solomon, son of David. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 32 Solomon writes this, and he says, If you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. See, there's many things that you and I have learned from this past year. Many of us have learned that most of the things that we find ourselves worrying about never even came to pass to begin with. Isn't that right? Reflect on all the things that you've stressed about. That was, that, was, that, was throwing you, that was throwing you for a loop. It didn't even happen. All those things that you, that, that, that you set your mind on that didn't even take place in your life. We learn, we've learned uh, uh, you know, what requires our attention and what does not. This is important. Not everything, not everything demands your attention because you only have so much time in the day. You can only give yourself to so many things. You have to learn what requires my attention and what does not. You and I need to be mindful about the things that we give attention to. We need to ask God to help us 
in balancing our time. God, help me to give proper attention to whatever needs attention to. What is it that you want me to focus on, Lord? See, when you're learning how to be humble, you have to be willing to listen, to learn and grow, to be open to suggestions and corrections from other people. You don't know it all, and you can't act like you know it all either. Winston Churchill once said this. He says, I am always ready to learn, although I do not always like being taught. (laughs) I want to look this morning at a few reasons why you and I need to have a teachable spirit. Some reasons why you and I need to have a teachable spirit. Number one, number one is that you will be more likable. If you have a teachable spirit, you will be more likable. Now, I know there may be some here this morning that may think, I don't care if people like me. Well, that's probably why no one likes you. (laughs) But you and I need to have the joy of the Lord, amen? Yes, do you believe that? That a child of God should have the joy of the Lord? It doesn't mean that you're always smiling because you you could have experienced a loss and you're not smiling, you're hurting. But... You and I have the joy of the Lord, and we must remain teachable. We need to remain teachable. This is a requirement for you and I. Even in times of loss, even in times of hurt, you and I must remain teachable. We need to allow God to teach us in every aspect. How do we learn? Well, we In times of those situations in our lives, we learn about God's comfort, don't we? Yes, we sure do. In times of of hurt, you experience God's peace in times of turmoil like never before. We're always learning. You have to be open and teachable. Proverbs 13, 18 says, Someone who will not learn will be poor and disgraced. Anyone who listens to correction is respected. Mm. Someone who will not learn will be poor and disgraced. Anyone who listens to correction is respected. The Bible says this in Proverbs fifteen twelve. It says, conceited people do not like to be corrected. Whew. They never ask for advice from those who are wiser. See, pride at its root is really insecurity. Think about it. At the very root of pride, you find insecurity. You may be, you may be afraid, as I said earlier, that you will show that you really don't know much. And that's okay. 
But I'll tell you right now, you will be more likable if you are open to, t- to learning, to being taught. You will be more likable. Someone said this. They said pride is the only disease that makes everyone else sick but the one who has it. (laughs) We know that's so true. You know that through individuals that think they know it all. How many of you ever met a know-it-all before? (laughs) Don't raise your hand because they might be sitting next to you. Don't do it. Because they know it all, they'll know you're talking about them, right? Because they know it all. So don't do it. (laughs) But we all know know know-it-alls. The name says it all. They know everything. It's amazing, right? It's am- I think it's really amazing to meet people like this because they know everything. They're like human dictionaries, you know, human thesauruses, right? They know everything. They claim to. Sometimes they even finish your sentence before you're done. <laughs> I've come to learn in life that know-it-alls don't have many friends. Why? Because you can't really have a conversation with them. Why? Because they're not good listeners. Know-it-alls don't listen very well. Isn't that true? If you're a know-it-all in this place, God is speaking to you directly. (laughs) You need to thank God for that. Because he, want, he, he loves you so much that he wants you to change your ways. That's his love. It's not because he doesn't like you. It's because he, he loves you. Right? They're not good listeners. They've allowed pride to shut their ears to any understanding. Someone said this. They said, it is what we think we know already that often prevents us from learning. You see, our confidence should be in the Lord and not ourselves. Amen? Yes, it's good to be a confident person, but our confidence should not be in ourselves. It should be in the Lord. It should be in the one who created you, Mr. and Mrs. Know-it-all. God knows everything. He truly knows everything. You just think you do, but you don't. But God wants you to know. He wants you to know who he is. He wants you to know how much he loves you and cares for you. He wants you to know that he is fighting your battles. He wants you to know, amen, that he is is the one that promotes He wants you to know that he cares for the next generations in your family. He wants you to know that he cares about your marriage. He cares about your children. He cares about your grandchildren. He cares about your job. He cares about your car. He cares about your dogs, your cat, your fish, your pet lizard, whatever you have at your house, amen. He cares about it, amen. He wants you to know that he cares about you. And he knows everything. See, we know very well about the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 8. 
when Jesus says these words to them. And he says, these people, the, talking about the Pharisees, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Ooh, ouch. Why? Because they were prideful. They thought they knew it all. And because of that closed mind, they were unable to understand the Lord's teachings, weren't they? God's word says in 1 Peter 5, 5, says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. See, humbleness, which is pride's enemy, is what our Lord displayed here on earth. He didn't display pride. He displayed humbleness. And he seeks for you and I to also be humble. Be humble as I am humble, the Lord says. Proverbs 13, verse 18 says, if you ignore criticism, you will end in poverty and disgrace. If you accept correction, you will be honored. Honored. So you'll be more likable if you are teachable. Secondly, you will be wiser. You'll be wiser. Proverbs 15, 32 says, if you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. See, when someone tries to correct you, how do you normally react? What's the first thing that you want to say or do? Think about it. Do your reactions demonstrate a humble spirit? See, humble people are always learning because they're open to correction. See, everyone, everyone is ignorant just on different subjects. That's why two heads are better than one, right? You don't have time to learn everything from personal experience in life. You don't. You don't have the time. Many times you need to learn from other people, from others' experiences. And I believe it's wiser to learn that way, actually. If a leader isn't teachable, He'll be resistant to hearing instruction from both God and from others. And will likely make little progress when it comes to personal growth and spiritual maturity. So it's detrimental for you and I to be teachable because God wants to make us wiser, amen? Thirdly here is that you will have less conflict how many of you want less conflict all right the rest of you just want to fight oh wow i'm in a room full of fighters here I'm putting my gloves on <laughs> we all want less conflict proverbs 13:10 says pride only leads to arguments whoo when someone is prideful, it's always going to end in an argument. Because of that pride, because of that opposite spirit of humbleness that is now at work in your life. And when two people are prideful, forget it. It's not going to end well. Proverbs 9 verse 7 says this. Anyone who rebukes a mocker 
will get an insult in return. <laughs> God, so true. So true. I laugh because it's so true, not because it's funny, but just because it's true. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting mockers, the Bible says. They will only hate you, but correct the wise, and they will love you. Instruct the wise, and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous, and they will learn even more. Remember what I said about asking God to help you to balance your time, to ask God to help you what requires attention and what does not? This is exactly what Solomon is talking about in Proverbs. Use your words carefully with whomever is your audience. You don't want to be arguing with a mocker. They do not require your attention. You do not have to give them your time. Your time is precious. Your time is precious here. You need to give focus to things that matter. And not, I'm not saying they don't matter. But right now, they are not going to listen. And God says, I don't want you arguing with a fool. I don't want you arguing with someone who is not going to listen, who are just going to hate you even more. And I want you to focus on those who are ready to be taught. God, bring those people. You need to pray. God, bring those people to my attention, those who are willing to learn so that I can pour into their life, so that my time here on earth is not wasted, but that it's used for great purpose. Don't waste your time with a combative person, someone who just wants to argue. Why can't I do that? You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> How many ever met someone like that before? Adults, not even kids. <laughs> See, anytime you get into an argument, you know that pride is rearing its ugly head. But when you approach a situation with humility, you will have less conflict in your relationships. This is what God seeks for you and I to experience is less conflict. He does not want us to be in conflict with one another. The body of Christ should not be in conflict with one another. That is against God's word. You've allowed pride to enter into that body. And you've, instead of taking on humbleness, you've taken on pride. And this is what it causes. So you need to ask God, God, help me to be humble. See, will you be reachable, or, sorry, will you be teachable or unreachable? As our worship team goes forward this morning, I read this quote from Steve Jobs, and he said this. He said, learn continually. 
there's always one more thing to learn. Every day we learn, church. Every day you're learning. Every single day. Today, this morning, you are learning. Hopefully you are taking notes so that you can learn even deeper. Out of those 104 sermons this year, what have you learned? What have you learned? If you're a, if you're a, a, a new believer, maybe you've heard only 10 sermons. That's enough. That's enough right there. You've heard 10 messages. What have you learned? I could picture God saying, what have you done with my son? You've heard 10 messages from me. What have you done with my son? What have you learned? See, God seeks to better us. If you believe that, and I hope you do, God seeks to better your life. Not make it worse. Not make it harder. God promises to help you. See, you were doing things on your own before Christ. You were making life harder. You were making it more difficult. But God says, I've come to help you in this life. I've come to help you on this journey. Not only, not only do you take my son and you, and, and, and you receive salvation and you receive forgiveness, but you also get help. Who would say no to help? When you're moving from one place to another, do you want to move that house all by yourself? No, you ask for help. Any wise person asks for help. You don't think, I can do it on my own. No, you're a fool. But why do we, in the spiritual, think that we can do it on our own? Doesn't this make a lot more sense when you put it into the practical? You don't move a house all by yourself. You ask for help. Why would you think that you can live this life here on earth with all the mess that has taken place around you without any help? Why? Why would anyone do that? It makes no sense. You're headed for destruction. Those who are here, those who are listening online, if you choose to reject Christ, you're living life on your own. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. I promise you that. But I promise you this, that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, amen, He's going to help you. The Holy Spirit is going to help you. See, God is for you. He's waiting to support you as you remain teachable and humble. Paul says this in 2 Timothy 2.2. He says, you have heard me teach these things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Paul says this to Timothy. He says, now teach. Turn to your neighbor and tell him it's my turn. He says, now teach these truths to other people trustworthy people.
people. I believe those who are willing to listen, who will be able to pass them on to others. God has called you, the teachable, to now teach others who are teachable. In humbleness, you teach them so that they can pass that on to others. And then they pass it on to others. And then they pass it on to others. What have you learned? What have you learned throughout this year? Every year, every day, I believe, you need to reflect on the past day and think, what, have I, what did I learn? I know we don't do that. Most people probably don't do that every day and ask themselves every morning, what did I learn from yesterday? But I think we need to ask ourselves that question a little more, a little more frequent. What have I learned? What did God show me? What have I learned about myself? What have I learned about others? What have I learned about God? What has he shown me? What have I seen him do throughout this year? Has he failed me? Or has he been true to his word? You and I need to remain teachable this morning. As every head is bowed, every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Will you be teachable or unreachable? This morning, it's for you to answer. It's for you to respond to. If you are here and you want to make a decision to follow Christ, and you want the help of the Holy Spirit in your life guiding you in every step, every step in your life we're heading into a new year you don't know what's around the corner but god does but i'll tell you right now you're gonna need his help and this morning you say i want i want help this morning i want help right now i want jesus christ to be in my life i want to follow him i want to be obedient to him I want to be obedient to the Creator, my Father in Heaven, and I want to allow the Holy Spirit to guide me. I want forgiveness this morning. I want you to raise your hand all over this place if that's you, with every head bowed, every eye closed.